that first iteration, you know, it was very, very simple. Uh, essentially, someone would buy a ticket, they'd see a small call to action that says, hey, this event would be more fun if friends came with you, share here on social media. And it was as simple as that, just asking people to share on social media. And then we evolved it over time and said, let's have some fun with this. Let's let's challenge people. Let's tell them if they get five friends to join, hey, we'll give them a refund on their ticket purchase or we'll give them free merchandise or, you know, $50 gift card. I'm Ashley Klein and I am the vice president at Ice Cream Social. This is Code Story. The podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Lapart, and today how Ashley Klein took a need and built a solution through powerful social invitations. All this and more on Code Story. Ashley Klein was born and raised in a small town in Ohio. Her big dreams and aspirations led her to move to California and start a career in tech and marketing. She has always really enjoyed meeting people through direct networking. She has two kids, and she loves to get outside and enjoy all that sunny California offers. Through her other company, TicketSocket, Ashley began interviewing her clients about how she could help them get more money out of their marketing budgets she began pursuing how to gamify registration to incentivize people to want to bring their friends and family to events. This is the creation story of Ice Cream Social. So Ice Cream Social, you're not going to believe it, has nothing to do with ice cream and it's not edible. It is a widget that can easily be bolted on to any website or checkout flow. And so on the front end, what you're seeing is, you know, we're incentivizing word of mouth marketing in the digital world. But on the back end, it's also helping collect first party data for you on who these consumers are and who their friends are. And, uh, you know, in a lot of case studies with our clients, we're finding that leveraging this referral influencer word of mouth marketing online, a lot of times is coming out to be the lowest cost per acquisition when you're comparing it against other marketing channels. And right now, you know, we've really found a great niche and success in the verticals of events, travel, and entertainment, um, but we also work well in traditional merchandise, membership, subscription-based type e-commerce. A lot of people, you know, who want to start a business, I ask them, you know, is there a need for it? And have you uncovered that? And Ice Cream Social was born directly out of a need. We have a parent company called Ticket Socket. It's a white label ticketing platform. We power a lot of events and ticketing, race registration and that type of thing. And at TicketSocket, I support our clients with their marketing strategies. You know, how can I help them sell more tickets without spending more money in their marketing budget? And after interviewing and talking to them, essentially, that's where the idea for Ice Cream Social came about. You know, what would be a great way to take something like events that is a very social setting and encourage people to want to bring 
their friends and family with them? How do we gamify it and make it fun? And essentially that's where the idea for Ice Cream Social was born. It was born out of, you know, a need that already existed for clients. Okay, tell me about the MVP then. So that first product you built, how long did it take to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? Full transparency, I am not the technical person. So we have a full team of developers who help take our idea and bring it into real life. And that first iteration, you know, it was very, very simple. Essentially, someone would buy a ticket, they'd see a small call to action that says, hey, this event would be more fun if friends came with you, share share here on social media. And it was as simple as that, just asking people to share on social media. And then we evolved it over time and said, let's have some fun with this. Let's let's challenge people. Let's tell them if they get five friends to join, hey, we'll give them a refund on their ticket purchase or we'll give them, you know, free merchandise or, you know, $50 gift card, whatever the case may be. So we took it from its most simplest form to something a lot more robust because it, it requires a lot of tracking and analytics at that point. So with any MVP, you've got to make certain decisions and trade-offs, right, around how you're going to go about building. And you're alluding to some of those at a high level, but dive into some of them, or maybe the most important one that you had to make, and how you coped with those decisions. Again, it was really listening to our clients and the consumers as well, and seeing how excited people would get. So myself and the co-founder president we're big idea people we have lots of ideas uh, so we never run out of something that we want to add to the product we found i think in the beginning that that can be pretty overwhelming for a dev team (laughs) to work these into a little two-week sprint so what we began doing is taking the time to interview clients and finding out you know what they think will work because they're truly the experts when it comes to their customers, their event, selling tickets. And so we took the time to hear the recommendations. And so anytime we work something into a sprint cycle now, it's coming as a direct need from a client to make the most out of this tool. Another thing that we like to do is just quick, quick to market, quick to test, and determine, you know, what needs updated, what needs fixing, what needs tweaked um, here and there. So uh, a lot of testing involved. So then from that point, you have your MVP, it's working. How have you progressed the product and how are you maturing it? I think what I'm curious about there is how you built your roadmap and how you went about deciding, okay, now this is the next most important thing to build. We took a look at a couple things that kept coming up in speaking with clients that was important for scalability. Anyone who's worked in events, we had COVID happen and then events were not taking place anymore. Our dev team was able to kind of shift their focus because we had clients that weren't no longer selling tickets, but they had retail, online retail stores. And they're like, you know what? Can we use Ice Cream Social in this setting? And so we we also had to remain flexible and pivot, but keep our eye on big things as far as integrations. And so a couple big projects, you know, that 
are ongoing that we're always working on. One, GDPR and being compliant. We've decided as a company to operate our tool completely GDPR compliant no matter what country or, or state you know we're functioning in and, and that was a big project that had to be worked in and take priority over anything if we really truly wanted to scale because initially we had some very viral features that we knew two three years down the road were not going to be acceptable and wanted to make sure that we were prepared for that and found new ways to create that viral factor. Number two for scalability for clients was having the right integrations. A couple integrations that were important to us to really work through was merchant processing, um, because a lot of our clients wanted to automate rewards. They didn't want this to become uh, another big marketing task that required you know, someone to manage full-time. Um, so being able to connect with people's merchant processors and all their different website platforms in order to automate things like automated refunds and gift cards and rewards and that sort of thing. And then being able to seamlessly integrate into their marketing tech stack, because essentially ice cream social, word of mouth marketing, referral marketing, influencer marketing, whatever you wanna call it, was not going to replace any other type of marketing they were doing. What we learned was Ice Cream Social was really kind of a match. It can really fuel the other marketing platforms, you know, whether it's Facebook ads, email, SMS, because Ice Cream Social became a big driver of website traffic and just that idea of, you know, all, all boats rise with the tide. Okay, so let's switch to team then. So how did you go about building your team? And what did you look for in those people to indicate that they were the winning horses to join you? We were a little fortunate in the sense that we did have a parent company uh, that already had a full development team that, you know, really helped us build the initial foundation. And over time, as we determined uh, and, you know, kind of separated off and became our own entity and, you know, needed to hire our own internal resources outside of our parent company, we looked at our roadmap and what our big projects were and prioritized that, you know, who is you know great with working with the API, who's great with working with the user interface, both from a front end and back end, and who's great at leading a tech team. Most importantly, who is the best liaison to take two creative people's ideas and translate that into something that a dev team can execute? Uh, so I would say that is definitely one of our most valuable hires. So I know you're not the tech person, but I'm going to ask this sort of generically from a, a leader standpoint. Was this built to scale efficiently from day one or are you fighting this as you grow in any capacity? And that scale could be people or it could be technology. Scalability is always something we had in mind. But when we built it, it was so much more simple because we only integrated with our parent company, TicketSocket. Um, so scaling uh, in terms of, you know, onboarding new clients and that sort of thing wasn't really an issue until we decided to expand our company, integrate into a lot more platforms. And, you know, one of the biggest things I think, and this sounds so crazy to think about, 
because we do this every day is being able to create that self-serve where people can sign up and create their own account with the username and password. That wasn't something we had before because Ice Cream Social was a feature inside of our Ticket Socket system. So it was just always there, something all of our clients had access to, and it wasn't something that required its own login. So once we created it as its own tool, something that we take for granted as end users of just creating an account, signing up with your email, making a password, something as simple as that. We found along the way, little things like that, I wouldn't say little things, they are big things, are things that we had to take into consideration when scaling. And I'd say in terms of scaling, where we've had the most resistant or need to hire and expand our team is really from an onboarding perspective and customer service. So as you step out on the balcony, you look across all that you've built. What are you most proud of? I'm definitely very proud of the team that we've put together and how quickly we've been able to grow and grab traction. And and again, back to what I mentioned when I first moved to California, what I loved the most was, you know, networking and meeting people. And that again, has been a foundation of Ice Cream Social. Um, We've been able to really focus on sales from a channels perspective with all the right partnerships to be able to scale that way. We've been able to attract a lot of great attention. We recently had an investment from NBC. Sports Comcast has invested in our company and has you know put us through a program to really help us scale and accelerate our growth and you know introduce us to new clients and just seeing you know things like that come about watching us grow our team and you know needing to add more resources that's always a proud moment um, we try to reflect on that when we do have growing pains and remember this is this is all really really great problems to have um, and not necessarily problems, but just, you know, new things that arise that you weren't necessarily expecting. Okay. Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. I wouldn't necessarily call it a mistake, but some of the, you know, problems that we've had to work really hard to uncover is tracking. You know, as I mentioned, you know, some of our clients will have a promotion of, you know, once someone gets five friends to buy, they'll get a ticket refund and constantly trying to essentially break our system and hack it in a way because there's, you know, the first thing people, clients always ask us is, you know, what if someone tries to hack the system and, you know, use their referral link to, you know, get purchases that, you know, are all them or not very valid. And so we basically have had to take our tool and continuously break it to find out ways, you know, to prevent fraud and to assure that we can properly track. And in this world of cookies and, you know, things that are updating privacy, new iOS updates, uh, it's constantly something that we have to work on and stay ahead of to, you know, continue to provide a product that is functioning and and working great for our clients. Okay, this will be fun, Ashley. What does the future look like for your product and for the team? So our product, we're looking to expand in a way that, 
You know, I mentioned before, Ice Cream Social uh, has become a really great, essentially, puzzle piece that fits in perfectly to someone's marketing strategy. We want it to be the amplifier of every single marketing component that you're doing. And so beyond just referral marketing, you know, we are finding ways to play a bigger role in in your marketing tech stack, you know, how can we better integrate with your email and SMS to ask people at the right time for referral? How can we publish the data that we're collecting for you uh, to your Facebook ad account so that you can run even more highly targeted and customized ads that feel like that very one-to-one marketing? Um, So we are looking to expand more into that Uh, marketing automation that feels very uh, one-to-one. It feels custom to whoever the end user is, the message that they're receiving at that time. Essentially a little little optimizer um, for every little piece of marketing you're doing. You know, how can you take what you're doing and without expanding your budget, grow your sales 10 to 15%. Um, And so that's really, you know, the space that Ice Cream Social wants to grow in. Let's switch to you, Ashley. Who who influences the way that you work? You know, name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. Definitely love reading. Love reading some Robert Greene books. You know, I'm on my second round here of reading Mastery. I love listening to Elon talk, of course. I don't have someone in particular. I just really enjoy uh, expanding who I'm listening to and who I'm learning from and not... Uh, kind of, you know, creating too much of a hero out of anybody, but trying to just expand the way I think by, you know, picking up new philosophies and new tactics, new strategies from all kinds of different people who are having success in their own, you know, respective realms. Okay, we talked about a mistake earlier, but a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do different? Or where would you consider taking a different approach? It doesn't have to be something that went wrong. Could have been, could have went pretty well, but you tweak it a little bit. I would say just quicker to grow and just trusting that we can expand into other markets. Um, we can grow quickly uh, just by putting the product out there. For a long time, we kept this as kind of our secret weapon within our parent company And, you know, once we really brought in our horizons and thought, you know, we could play well within the industry with, you know, anyone in events, travel, tourism, ticketing, whatever the case may be. And so not being afraid to kind of put your intellectual property out there for the sake of growth. Okay, last question, Ashley. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person, having gone down this road a bit? I will take it back to my old school marketing tactics. Network, network, network. You never know where your next you know, big partnership will come from, your next big funding opportunity will come from. Um, and let's say 10 years down the road, you have no idea where your career trajectory could be at or you know, if your current new product will still be what it is today. The people that you focus cultivating relationships with in your business and in your personal life will take you far if you take the time to nurture them and get to know people. And in this day and age, we do all kinds of 
Zooms and, you know, that's all great. But anything you can do to get out there every once in a while and remember what it's like to talk to people face to face. Um, Can't put a price tag on that. Couldn't agree more. Well, Ashley, thank you for being on the show today. And thank you for telling the creation story of Ice Cream Social. Yes. Thank you, Noah. Appreciate it. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Labhart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.